So last night, I was, um, I mean, not even last night, but like, I've, I think about it a lot. I'm just talking about my three things. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I like just dove into like definitions. Yeah. And so Bro, that's a fun thing to do. Right. Right. And so I, I looked at the definition of love, mm-hmm. uh, which I've done so repeatedly. Um, and so it's like a deep feeling of affection or attraction. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. Affection. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so affection is like a deep regard or like liking. And I'm like, okay. So, reg- like, so like a definition change? So, and I'm on? like, okay, regard. Now, and then it like mentioned affection again. I'm like, okay. Ooh, so it Let, looped let's, you. Let's, let's see. Um, so I, I, you know the word affect? Yeah. Um, affect is specifically for like psychology. Yeah. But to, to affect someone. Yeah. Um, like, you know, if I push you, you will be affected by mm-hmm. that force. Um, and so if you like affection is that you are affected by another person. Like the power of love. Yeah. You yeah, know what like, I mean? Like how cool is yeah. that? Yeah. And so like affection is literally like you mean a lot to me because you affect me so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so um, I've been thinking about it a lot how I think the – since I don't have like a, a God spirituality, right, I right. – I think the universe is love. Right. Um, For sure. And so to exist is love. Like the universe just is love because literally you are affected by the universe. Mm -hmm. To exist is to be just drowning in love. Yeah. Like you're (laughs) a hundred percent covered in it. It's like a cloak of love. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and and I, I get so like mechanistic with everything, but mm-hmm. like everything affects everything else. So right, the right, at least to some some extent. Right, and so like from the Big Bang, if you believe in the Big Bang, yeah. uh, <laughs> from the Big Bang, uh, you were affected from every single thing that came from that, and then we like came from stars and we are yep. stardust and all the chemicals that we're made up of. And so like to be able to experience the universe, to be able to like be conscious yeah. is to be just immersed in love. Right. <laughs> right. And so like at the peak of my mania, when mm-hmm. whenever I like reach my manic episodes, mm-hmm. That's just what I feel like all the time. <laughs> I feel like I'm just being shrouded by the universe. Like, I mean, I, I view it as God, but, like, I'm just shrouded by, like, mm-hmm. all of that positive energy, like, <laughs> that what could possibly ever bring me down. Right. So that's, so that's like, another reason why I keep my faith is because, like, I would like to think that heaven is like that. Mm. But it may be even better. Right, you know what right. I mean? <laughs> so uh, I just, I think that, like, what you said with the whole, like, affection thing. Mm-hmm. It's so real because, yeah. like, I believe in love at first sight as well. Like, mm. it, I mean, 
not all the time, but like I've definitely <laughs> fallen in love at first sight. Like I've seen a girl walk down the street mm. and couldn't believe my eyes, <laughs> and then went to talk to her, and like she became my best friend. And then we tried to eventually move it to more than that, but it didn't work out. And so I'm over that story now. But anyway, like I was so like infatuated by her. Mm. Mm. And, like, it turned from infatuation to love so quick as soon as I heard her voice, mm. you know. <laughs> and so, like, that's why I believe that people can have soulmates. Mm. You know, I believe that, you know, I think that men have more soulmates than women have just because there's more women on earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't think it has to be just one soulmate, but there is somebody that your soul is tethered to once you once you connect with them. Mm. Um but, yeah, man, love is so cool, the whole concept <laughs> of it. Just the fact that, like, something so big scale, whether it's the universe or God, mm-hmm. can love something so small as me mm. and care <laughs> that much, you know? Like, I just think that's amazing. Right. So. I, I also have the juxtaposition in that. So whenever I talk about it's going to be okay, my, my second thing, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a, a yin-yang sort of thing in that, on on one side of the spectrum, it's like the universe is gigantic and vast, and we are tiny and minuscule. Right. And so, like, no matter what happens, like, we are just the tiniest blink in the blip of time and yeah. existence. Like, the universe is so infinite that it's like your pain and suffering is just a blip. Yeah. So it's going to be okay. Like, <laughs> exactly. the universe like, moves on. Yeah. Um. And so that's that's sort of like the the sad side of it, but the positive side is that like you, like both you and whoever is listening, mm-hmm. you are the only you that has ever existed, that is ever going to exist in in this block of time, in this point of the universe, right. in this like a quick sort of tangent here, uh, a fun fact. From like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes, I love him. You know that there are infinities bigger than other infinities? Hold on, what? (laughs) (laughs) Please explain. Please explain. Um so for example, the number of infinities in a second. Uh, like that that's an infinite amount like you yeah. can continue to divide that and divide that and the, just there's a number of infinities in a mm-hmm. second but there's more infinities in a minute true <laughs> true okay there are infinities I guess I can see that. yeah larger than other infinities <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool though i've never like I don't know. I guess I just think of a very singular uh, definition mm. of infinity. Like, it's just <laughs> going you know, on forever until, like, what you would see the, the being the end plus a little bit more. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it just keeps going. Yeah. But that's the thing is that there are infinities, which never end. Right. But then there's also larger infinities, which also never end. Which also never end, and they're larger. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, like, the infinities in an hour is just, like, bam, you know? Right, right. Okay. <laughs> okay, I see. I like that. Um, That's some like stuff that you're going to get a lot of, like, one. you're going to get a lot of, like, huh moments with that from people, but I can keep up with that. I right. like that. I like that. Um, well, like, you know, when you're a kid and you're, like, arguing with people and it's, like, <laughs> 
Oh, well, I I hate you infinity more times. And they're like, well, I hate you infinity plus one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like infinity plus one. Like, really? <laughs> plus one? You're going to add more to the thing that already didn't end? Right. Like, all right. But anyways. Um, I like that, though. So on, on the other side of the spectrum, like, you are the only you that's ever going to exist. You are this infinity. Right. Um. And you are the only infinity that is this. And so you are, like, for one, the most special thing that has ever existed because you are literally the most unique you that is ever going yeah. to happen. Yeah. Um, and so to, like, value your time and your existence, you, you're going to have to make it okay because this is the only thing that – we get at least from my point of view right um, no yeah for sure for sure and so if if something you know unimaginable happens uh you can either spend the rest of your life being destroyed by this thing that happened <laughs> yeah or you can just accept it and move forward because life will continue to move forward. It's right. going to be okay. Right. Like, no matter what, it's going to be okay. And at some point, you either have to, like, make it okay, yeah. or if you don't, like, you'll die, and then your pain will be over, and then it's okay, too. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> either way you take it, you're going to be okay at the end right. of it. Yeah. yeah. Whether you make it to be positive or... Mm-hmm. Live in the negative until it becomes positive, right? right? Is, is, is that, that kind of where you're <laughs> yeah, going with yeah. it? Yeah, um, yeah. In the same way, like, you can you can take traumas and, like, you know, make it a part of you and just grow as a person or take mistakes. And, um, like, people always describe learning as just, like, continuing to make mistakes. And so, like, <laughs> as you... Yeah. Continue to make mistakes. You learn the the right way. Yeah. Um, and so life is just kind of one big mistake after another. Uh, <laughs> um, and so like, just keep going. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I like it. I think that. I mean, I can definitely get behind that. Mm-hmm. That's some, you. You should do a book one day. <laughs> Uh, or just keep these going. We don't even need a book. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, I mean, because the, the other thing is that we're very different in our beliefs. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I, I still really see the, the love everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, one, one problem that I have with a lot of, like, cultural sentiments is that people tend to believe that humans are inherently bad. Yeah, man. Cause <laughs> like, and then even like from my side, you know, like you're one of my friends and you know, you're not, a, you're not, you don't really have a, you know, theology as far as God goes, but like, I don't, I don't see all atheists or all agnostics as mm-hmm. bad people mm-hmm. because they're not. Mm-hmm. They just spent more time thinking about it, and they landed on something because they thought of it for themselves. Sure. Like, you know, there's been times where I've wanted to be like, no, nah, I don't believe. But it's just 
it's just too real for me. Mm-hmm. So so my individual faith is going to be different than the next guys or even the next right. Christians. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so that's why, like, honestly, like, my closest friends haven't been to church in 10 years or more. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and they're probably not going back to church. Right. But that's okay because they don't have to. Right. Because a big, a big, a big bomb to drop on people, Jesus wasn't allowed to even go in most churches. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Right. You know, <laughs> and like they literally made the religion about him later on. Mm-hmm. So that's why the, the thing is like it's not my place to judge if somebody doesn't want to believe, mm-hmm. but it is my job to let them know that like if you want to go deep in Christianity, we can go as deep as the people that don't believe in anything mm-hmm. and we can go as deep as the Muslims too. Right, right. Like we can we got our own history to go with. Mm-hmm. So cuz <laughs> cuz I mean even with us in Islam, we're both Abrahamic religions. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, with with people being, like, inherently good or inherently bad, like, mm-hmm. you got to freaking Minnesota and and you got all the way back here. Like. Yeah. And you found your way to a church and yeah. people helped you. They, like, good people <laughs> exist. Good people <laughs> exist, man. Good people exist. And they're all over, you know. Because the way that you can tell somebody is good is not by what they believe in. It's how they act. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if we're talking about who are good people and who are bad people, most of those bad people are in the church <laughs> because they're so judgmental. Mm-hmm. And they hate to hear what they're, what, what they're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. They'd much rather tell you what you're doing wrong mm-hmm. and just throw a lot of ad hominems at you, mm-hmm. you know, and <laughs> just, you know, treat your family like dirt. Right. Like, shut the door in their face and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so that's a big reason why I don't really like going to church. Mm-hmm. Because, one, it's almost like I'm expected to go there. Right. Like, you find you find, you find, find in the Bible where Jesus said that I have to go to church every Sunday and every Wednesday. <laughs> you spend a lot of time looking because mm. you ain't going to find it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um. Although, if you look in the catechism of the Catholic Church, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I have no, I have no reason to do anything Catholic because I don't see how I could ever follow religion of the people that gave the okay to kill the leader. Yeah, you know, so that's that's just me. <laughs> um, but but going on the like, there are good people. Um, yeah, people don't like being bad. <laughs> like, exactly. If you, um, if you, I mean, there's, there's a lot of science pointing in either direction, but like, we have to train soldiers not to shoot above the enemy line's head. Yeah. So it's like, in I think in World War One and World War Two, like the generals, the generals kept like getting mad because they were like, all the soldiers were like ah and like shooting above. Mm-hmm. There's like there, look, I shot. Cool, leave me alone. I, yeah. I did my job. And it's like, no, you gotta shoot the other person. Come on. Yeah. And so <laughs> it takes some convincing to like. Yeah. To someone... train somebody to be a monster, essentially. Right. You know? <laughs> But yeah, 
<laughs> I love it, man. I love these conversations we have. I've I've missed these because I because it's been about two years since we've got to have right, one right, of these, right. and like, man, goodness. What well, what has been your experience with good people? So uh, my my Minnesota trip mentioned in that last mm-hmm. podcast is definitely is definitely uh, the biggest one. Uh, the other thing is watching friends come back. You mm-hmm. know. After I, like, kind of got my story out there, um, a lot of them, you know, they were scared to be around me because they don't understand the whole illness. Right, right. Um, they, they don't know if I'm going to turn into an angry guy or whatever. Because mm-hmm. if a guy like if a guy my size gets angry, like, we're in some trouble. You right. know, like, <laughs> this is, these are just simple facts. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they came back and they listened to my story and they cared, mm-hmm. uh, some of them that kind of put their nose in my business when they shouldn't have apologized. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just really, uh, I really felt like the world was getting back right with me. Mm-hmm. The universe was on my side here. And like, you know, I believe that there are definitely cosmic shifts mm. and, uh, I'm just trying to ride the waves to stay on whichever way it shifts. Yeah, now. Yeah. And usually when I do that, I find good people and I keep them around. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. That's why our friendship is so strong. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like we Spend two years apart and you just come right back in here and we're just having yeah. conversations. Just like, like it's week one. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we literally stayed up till like 6 a.m. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were playing like Parappa the Rapper and stuff. Oh, like bro. Uh, <laughs> I really need the third one to come out like and playing the old uh, Jackbox TV games on the phones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, uh, the one where you like sell the art and stuff Mm -hmm. like that those are fun man dude let me tell you uh (laughs) the other day um my friends and i uh did improv Uh uh-huh it it wasn't like anywhere else we were just like hanging out oh cool so yeah and we just like did improv that's that's awesome yeah the most fun yeah uh uh have you ever done improv you know actually i uh auditioned for this thing uh, that we had in my high school, and they call it a Tuesday Night Live, mm. and they do it during our school spirit week. And um, I didn't make it, mm. even though <laughs> three of the judges were, like, my best friends, and they could have put me on. Anyway, we're going to talk about that. But, uh, yeah, so I love improv. Mm. Uh, my thing is I'm just, like, I'm too good of a thinker when it comes to improv. <laughs> so, like, I won't, like, add, like, a thing to, like, slightly help the solution. I'll just solve the solution and mm-hmm. ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> so, like, I'd much rather watch it. Right, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is so much fun to, like, for one, hang out with friends and do stupid stuff. Right. <laughs> but then another thing is, like, there's a, a real fun mental challenge in, like, the next sentence that comes out of your mouth has to end with a question mark. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Want to try it? <laughs> uh, okay. So so what we would do is uh, we would, like, set a situation, uh, and then one person would take the role or the other. Right. So, right. Um, one of the ones that I thought of was, um, it's your first time going skydiving. <laughs> when are we going to jump? <laughs> you know? Uh, well, first we should set, like, who's the... Oh, I who's see. The, 
the instructor and who's the all right so the scared person i'll be the scared person okay okay i want it is this your first time i don't remember is it <laughs> <laughs> how high up do you think we are do you have a watch on you Dang it. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, I'm awful at this. I like to have the fun. I like to see geniuses do it, like when I watch Who's Line. Right, right, like, right. I could literally watch Wayne Brady from, like, sunup to sundown. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, even even when he's on uh, Let's Make a Deal, mm-hmm. you know, he, I think he's still the host of that now. Right. But we'll do this another time. We'll do this another time because this, this ain't going to work out. Right. <laughs> we also need, like, a referee and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that's not a question. <laughs> Um, would it be weird, and I'm already making it weird by asking if it was weird. Hey, it's uh, <laughs> I am curious about black culture. Oh, yeah, man. Ask me anything. <laughs> um, why is it? I mean, there, there are, like, back and forths about it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's this, like, Oh, embrace your blackness. But then right. black girls are getting weaves all the time yep. and not wearing their real hair. Yep. Why? So uh, <laughs> my thing is, see, my, my aunt is actually a hairdresser. Mm. And uh, I think she's actually trying to get out of it because she just doesn't like dealing with all the fakeness. Mm. So a lot of ladies' like hair gets like really damaged when they're young mm. because they get so many different hairstyles as a right. kid. And so, like, their hair is literally fried. Mm -hmm. So, like, it just doesn't grow that well anymore. Sure. So they don't want to wait the three years it would take for them to get their hair grow again. Mm -hmm. They would much rather just get some tracks put in Mm -hmm. with some nice glue (laughs) and some horse hair. And if they got the good money, they can get that uh, human hair from India. Mm. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, uh, so, and the other thing is, you know, I'm not, I don't really view things as racist. Because I don't respond to any of the slurs that mm-hmm. people throw at me. Because one, I just tell, tell them what the actual definition of that word is, mm-hmm. and nine times out of ten, that's actually what they are and not me. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. so that's just like a personal win for me. <laughs> you know, go ahead and call me what you want to call me. You know, <laughs> um, but also, you know, in the black community, I get called an Uncle Tom a lot mm-hmm. because I. Uh, you know, I would rather hang out with Caucasian people or people with other races mm. because the bulk of them know how to act in public. They know mm. how to they know how to speak the English language the way it's supposed <laughs> to be spoken. Mm-hmm. And even if they make a few mistakes, like we all do, because mm-hmm. sorry, nobody's a nobody speaks in AP style. Mm-hmm. You know what I right. mean? <laughs> but <laughs> but like if it um, if it comes down to who I would like to bring in front of my family, mm-hmm. I would much rather bring somebody that acts civilized rather than somebody who's going to be yelling and cussing mm-hmm. and just throwing temper tantrums all the time, talking right, about right. how their life is unjust. <laughs> um, so that's why, you know, I get called all the time to be like, you you don't even like your race. It has nothing to do with the race. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the class and right. the attitude. Behavior. Behavior, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, and that's something uh, outside of, like, race in general but we lately we've been dealing with a lot of people trying to speak about privilege that it may not be necessary to speak about privilege yeah you know <laughs> uh because 
one thing about privilege is it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Why should it? <laughs> because honestly, like, if they have privilege, so no matter what color you are, if you have privilege, it's because your parents did something for you. Mm-hmm. That ain't changing. Your parents mm-hmm. still did it. Right. And I don't expect you to turn your car, your, you know, Mercedes Benz back into the dealership. Mm-hmm. No. Right. Even if you didn't earn it yourself, so what? My parents did my my parents did life better than your parents. <laughs> so I'm going to use this time to stunt. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to have to do it in my father's name or my mother's name, I'm going to continue to do that. <laughs> if you have a real problem with it, go ahead and try to keep my car or something mm-hmm. because I'm making sure you go to jail. And then you're going to really learn about some privilege. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. You're going to learn about uh, privilege it is to have good food mm-hmm. because you're going to be eating slop and cornbread. Mm-hmm. So, like, my thing is I really don't get, I don't get worked up about it, these race things because there's too many of them. Mm-hmm. Um and I've seen you know, even the police, you know, uh, communications with with blacks and whites and all that. Um, I've seen it. Ha- I've seen it go both ways. Mm-hmm. I've seen you know white officers shoot down black people. I've seen white officers shoot down white people. Mm-hmm. I've seen black officers shoot down white people, mm-hmm. and any other combination that you can think of. Right. Because at that point, it's not about color. You think just because you know, and a lot of people wouldn't know how to carry that if they. Say if you just switch to a different, you know, nationality, mm-hmm. you would be like, oh, I'm white now, so I can go rob this store and I won't get caught. Or if I do, I'll just spend a month in jail. Mm. Like, you were made who you were for a reason. Mm. So, you know, I believe in blessings and curses. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's gifts and curses all around. Right, right. You know, and they manifest themselves to me every day, and I'm able to look at them mm-hmm. and see them. Um there's not a really a calm way to talk about this. Right, right. So it has to stay, like, somewhat <laughs> aggressive. But um, I really just don't—I don't feel stupidity in, the, in that regard. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that you asked intelligently because <laughs> a lot of people don't. And right. I have to, like, really get kind of harsh and nasty on them. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Right. Well, any other questions you have about <laughs> it? <laughs> well, I mean, just kind of expanding upon it, um, the— I really, I mean, the the very big face value thing is black people are cool, but they're not cool enough to be, like, in power. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> because right. every white dude wants to act like a black dude. Mm-hmm. But once that black dude gets in power, everybody hates it, apparently. Yeah. I mean, and we definitely saw it with the last two presidential terms. Mm-hmm. Um Besides his personal life mm-hmm. and his family's history, mm-hmm. he didn't do anything wrong in the office. Right. Nothing wrong. <laughs> like, I mean, he did president stuff, which yeah. could involve some abominations. But Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, But, like, he got rid of one of our biggest terrorists. Mm. He got many, many troops to come, back, to come back home. Pretty much all the ones that have been there. Mm-hmm. Now— New people had to go in their place for sure, but like <laughs> that's fair, you know. Nobody's forcing anybody to sign up. There's no draft right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As of right now in 2018, we're not mm-hmm. drafting. So like, you know let's, what I let's mean? Hope it stays that way. I'm North hoping Korea it stays that way. Nancy. Yeah, <laughs> but like, so it's not like anybody was forced to go over. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, you know, we shouldn't be sending our troops over there, shouldn't be sending our troops over there. If you really had a problem with it, don't make the people be troops. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? <laughs> and, I mean, I don't, there's no nice way to say that. 
because my, my best friend was a corpsman in, uh, in the Marines. And uh, I'm pretty sure what they do is um, they, like, help out with the Marines. I think he was actually mm-hmm. in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a Navy corpsman is pretty much like, you know, the, like, frontline medic. Mm-hmm. So, so no disrespect to any of my soldiers out there. You know, I mean, I definitely appreciate all of your service. But you can all, they can all definitely agree. Nobody made them do it. Mm-hmm. They, there were other avenues if they didn't want that. Right. So when people that are not in the armed forces speak out a- about it, just please keep your opinions to yourself. Like, mm. put them in your pocket. <laughs> if you really want to write it down, put it in a journal. <laughs> Stay off of social media with it. Like, <laughs> put it in a journal and just move along. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, well, that... I will disagree a little bit because— um, Which you should because it's not—yeah, I'm not over here trying to spit pure facts. <laughs> um, sure, nobody, like, made them do it, but at the same time, it's—the system is in such a way that, oh, well, I don't know what else to do with my life. I guess I'll join the military, right? which is sort of— Oh, I didn't do good enough in all of the other things, and so now I have to make a pledge to die for a country, yeah. which is, you know, it, it's hard that just because you, you didn't, you know, do well enough in school or you didn't figure out what it is that you wanted to do whenever you got out of high school or something, it's, yeah. well, now I have to make a pledge to die for other people. Um, Man, that's heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm not saying that everyone that's in the military is that way, but a lot of people that I know that, a... that have been in the military have been like, I don't know what else to do. I guess I'll, you know, join the Marines or something. Yeah, because, like, they don't have the skills right out of high school mm-hmm. to get a, you know, job that would, they would be comfortable making the pay with. Mm-hmm. And then um, they also don't have the academics to get into college. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I mean, a lot of times that's the only positive outcome they can go to. Right. And it, and it's not always, it's not always, oh, you're going straight to the front lines, you're going to yeah. die or whatever. Yeah. But um, it's strange that as a culture, we're willing to accept that, oh, well, since you have no other avenue, you have to go to this place that involves, that might involve killing people or secondhand involved in killing people right. because you had no other avenue in life, which right. is, is really odd in a uh, Christian, supposedly, country. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> a country that is formed under God, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think... You know, I mean, I really hope I didn't sound too harsh with my <laughs> with, with my whole, like, military thing. But my thing is just for the people that haven't lived it. Mm-hmm. Like, so, um, like, when me being a, a former Division One athlete, mm-hmm. when another athlete tries to tell me about what they did at their Division Two school mm-hmm. or what they did in their NAIA school mm-hmm. or their high school accomplishments, <laughs> like, I simply just don't care. <laughs> Because, like, you haven't lived it at the highest level like mm-hmm. I have, and mm-hmm. I don't want to hear what your opinion is unless you're supporting mine. Mm-hmm. Because until you live it, which you can't anymore at this point because mm-hmm. you're past the age, 
<laughs> you know, like, it's just, it's literally like trying to talk to animals hmm. at the zoo. They're not <laughs> listening to you. They don't care. Like, you can say whatever you want to the giraffe and the elephant. They're not going to come to you. And if they do, all that giraffe's going to do is lick your face with his black tongue. Because that's weird. Why do giraffes have black tongues? Uh, I think it's like a, <laughs> some sort of covering to help them, like, not get stuff on their mouth from okay. the leaves or something. Okay. I think. That's weird, though, isn't it? Like a black tongue? Ooh. Uh, it's just a color. What's wrong with black? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You had to use that one, didn't you? Yeah, keep that in there. That's 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 gold. What's wrong with black? You're right. You're right. Nothing is. Nothing. Man. Um... Circling back to because you know how how the tangents happen. Circling back to to uh, culture and black culture in general. Um, like I was telling you earlier, I've been really into uh, clipping, and right. um, the way that he approaches the music is more analytical of the like hood ghetto culture without. Mm-hmm without ever using the first person. He's not, I'm trying to get money and do all these drugs. Yeah. He's saying people try to get money and kill each other for these drugs. Right. And and it's very interesting to to hear that perspective because rather than uh, condoning the behavior that so much music does... You know, a lot of rap music has been for a long time. For sure, for sure. Get money. Um, But instead, they're doing, hey, look, you know, it doesn't matter how, you know, how much weed you're selling. Yeah. Uh, Whenever you get pulled over by that cop and you try and talk some smack, you might get shot. Yeah. And that's just. Yeah, you gotta face that, and so um, that's that's on a song uh, called "Work Work," um, mm-hmm. and so it, it's interesting to see that. And I wonder why there hasn't been this sort of rebellion against that culture, or at least it hasn't become popular yet. Yeah, um, I think the biggest reason is fear. Hmm. Uh, just because most of the people that, you know, are moving drugs and whatnot and into all of that gang-gang life, because mm-hmm. people just say gang-gang for fun now, <laughs> but people that are about that life, even they are scared mm-hmm. because their higher-ups own their souls, essentially, mm-hmm. because they have so much dirt on them mm. that if they wanted to, you know, just flip it and give it to one of their informants mm-hmm. to tell the cops, they could put them away for, in prison for 20-plus years, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm just glad I never got in that game mm. because uh, I wouldn't be here today. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have made it to my 25th birthday, right? which is on February 25th, by the way, so it's <laughs> pretty nice. But, um, yeah, I just think that um, it's all about it's all about – control mm. and educated black men are the best at controlling mm. so good in fact that we will sell our own people to caucasian people to take over to another country <laughs> um wow yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. it, so, so 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 that just shows you the power 
Mm-hmm. We don't really care about our own. Mm. We only care about what we can advance off of off of our own. Mm. And so that's why, like, instead of me getting into all of that, I just stay myself where I don't have to stay tied to anybody. Right. I'm an only child anyway. <laughs> so with that, I've always been alone. Mm-hmm. I'll be fine. Right. You know. And even with gang stuff, it's sorry to make the, the corollary here, but we were yeah. just talking about the military, mm-hmm. that it's a similar thing that – if you grow up in the hood and the the gang, you know, kept you alive because you were on the, this family's turf or whatever. And right. so you grow up and you don't know what else to do. You're going to stay in that gang because you don't know any other life. Right, right. So it's— And, like, travel isn't a possibility, so you can't leave. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go to the next city over, mm-hmm. but you're not—so— yeah, I totally see where you're going here. So, I mean, it's, uh, and I mean, different people have tried to sort of do that rebellion thing, but it, right. it never it never quite gets off. Uh, I remember in uh, <laughs> Don't Be a Menace to the South Central while, while drinking, drinking your juice, juice in the hood, hood. <laughs> um, that uh, the main character, uh, he was talking to his girlfriend's kid or something yeah. and he was oh you got to get out of this gang life you know stop stop embracing all these guns uh yeah. there's there's so much power in a book and you got to load your mind like your mind is a gun and and these books are like bullets yeah and and the kid is just like man shut up and he like pulled out a gun and, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like pointed at him and was like all right all right <laughs> <laughs> and and so stuff like that i mean that movie came out in like the 90s yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so one of the Wayans brothers classics. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely, completely ridiculous film, but very, very appropriate, very analytical of that life. Yeah, and the other thing <laughs> that was cool about it is it really started like you know, and all these other series of movies, like the scary movies. Mm. Um, just because they were always parodies of, like, you know, that year or the few years around that mm-hmm. time, those movies. That's what Don't Be a Menace was, because Don't Be a Menace was uh, Menace to Society, mm-hmm. and then uh, Juice, mm-hmm. which is a movie that stars <laughs> Tupac, uh, and then uh, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it has those three and probably some others. Um, some with the name South Probably Central. some South Central, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's the thing. Like, it was just so very... Very, like, analytical, like you mm-hmm. said. Like, that's the perfect word, analytical, because and it made a parody of it. Mm-hmm. And so I just, <laughs> man. And they they probably could have added Do the Right Thing in there at some point. Because mm. Spike Lee's movies, I just love to see people's reactions mm. when they watch a Spike Lee movie. <laughs> because they never end how you want them to. Mm. Remind me what Spike Lee's done. Uh, so Do the Right Thing is a movie with Cuba Gooden Jr., and uh, at the end of it, like there's like this riot, and then it just kind of like cuts through the credits. You don't know you don't know what happens from the riot, and right. it's just like oh, at least I'm pretty sure I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Right, right. But I remember my friend was very mad at the ending, and he was like, "That's just stupid. Like, why would you even make a movie if you weren't gonna end it right?" And I'm just like, "That's exactly what he that, wanted that from you. Like, yeah, yeah. he wanted this from you. Like, only that reaction is what he wanted from you, and you just made him happy." Like, right. So you lost. He won. And at the same time, it's also just analyzing how 
kind of the real world is that there is no ending to a story. They just kind of keep going. Yeah. And so you could you could make a movie about Barack Obama's life and it's like, oh, it ends whenever he becomes president or something. Yeah. And and they've wait, already had a couple wait, of those. He, he's not done. Yeah. There's <laughs> and, still so much. Right. Or it ends after he's done being president. It's like, whoa, wait. There's still so much to come, and now we're, we have to deal with the dystopia coming later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, so, I mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a very good analysis. <laughs> uh Anyways, we, we've been rambling here. Uh, I hope I didn't uh, step on toes or sound uh, too racist. <laughs> yeah, I hope that the military isn't mad at me. And, <laughs> you know, I definitely support the troops. Uh, I even send care packages. So <laughs> I love my military. I just wish that people knew more about you. Yeah, well. So. Um, but at the same time, uh, we don't have to put so much tax money into billion dollar airplanes that get damaged on uh, <laughs> tests. Right. So right. I think there there was one airplane that was trying to be funded that ended up costing over a trillion dollars by just wow. continuing to just try with it. Wow. Yeah. Um, like a spruce goose, man. Right, yeah. I'd have to fact check myself on that, but I think the last time that I looked it up, I did fact check it, and it was over a trillion. Mo- mostly true. Uh, I'll have oh. to I'll have to Snopes that again. Uh, <laughs> what a great website, though, Snopes. <laughs> man, use an ad blocker though, because that that is that website is just destroyed yeah. by ads. Yeah. Use an ad blocker in general. Screw ads. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, though, especially since there's free ones. Because I use Chrome and, like, oh yeah, they're like, hey, can you give us a donation? I'm like, sorry, you shouldn't have made it free. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I just, <laughs> that's just my model on things. Don't make, don't, don't make things free in capitalism unless you really, like, love what you're doing and you want people to hear it, you know? Uh, don't get me started on capitalism because we're about to finish up the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm Santiago Ramones. And I'm Robert Hollis Jr. Uh, where can we find your things? Plug plug the things. Yeah, again. so uh, Facebook, uh, Robert E. Hollis II for Jr. Two, whatever. And then uh, <laughs> Rob Hollis II on Twitter. And then uh, if you need more social media information, after you follow me on those, we can talk. Because <laughs> my Snapchat is for my friends. <laughs> and only my friends. I don't have a Snapchat. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully all these listeners do. And talk to Rob if you want to find his Snapchat, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, again, thank you. It's been fun. It's always great to catch up. Always a pleasure, man. <laughs> always. Um. You can find all the stuff that I do on my website, SantiagoRomones.com. I make music. You can find my composery stuff as well as my songwriter stuff. You can pay money for my songwriter songwriter stuff or not pay money for it. That is up to you. Um, I've been working a lot of music 
this semester anyways, and so hopefully I'll be putting a lot more out. I'm going to be trying to play more shows. Um, I was going to play that show with Don't Tell Dino, but then they, the, they changed the date on me on a day that I was going to be out of town anyways. I'm not salty about it or anything. <laughs> I was in my podcast with my three things. <laughs> they shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.